Welcome to Joyful Eating. I'm your host, Jules Clancy, a former food scientist and winemaker turned cookbook author and health coach. I've discovered a simple way to have a joyful relationship with food without sacrificing pleasure or my waistline, and I can help you get there too. Listen on to find out how. Hello, hello, and welcome to Joyful Eating, episode number 106. Today, we're talking about the only two unskippable skills you need to be a confident, intuitive cook. But before we get to that, the best bite I had this week, I made this amazing cauliflower dish, which was just so simple. Took a bit of time, but it was just so good. So just basically get a whole cauliflower, trim off the bottom so it sits flat, and then just put it in the oven-proof dish a cast iron pot, then put a heap of water in the bottom, drizzle it with a little bit of oil, salt, lid on in the oven for, I think it was in there for about two hours and it came out and it was just so tender and just so melt in the mouth and so sweet and so delicious. And I was just like, oh my goodness, I didn't know cauliflower could taste so good. Um, yes, a recipe definitely coming soon for that. My oven broke yesterday, so I'm glad I've got some leftover cauliflower in the fridge, but I need to get it fixed so I can make more cauliflower. <laughs> Plan for today is, first of all, we'll talk about the three phases of cooking mastery, so the different places where you can be in terms of your cooking skill level. And then we'll talk about like why skills matter, like why skills are so important. And then I'll share with you the only two unskippable skills you need to become a confident, intuitive cook. And then I've also got a, like a 10-second trick to help you start tiny on, on learning the first of these skills. So the three phases of cooking mastery. So basically, there's three three places you can be in terms of where you're at with cooking. So first is what I call the non-cook. And basically, you know you're a non-cook because you just don't cook. <laughs> like you, you'd survive, like there's Uber Eats, there's drive-through, you know, buying ready meals, cereal and crackers, heating stuff up. Like if you're in this non-cook phase, like cooking feels like this mysterious thing. It feels hard. It's like a chore. And the thoughts that you're having around it, like I don't have time or energy and buying into that myth of convenience of like, it's actually more convenient to just outsource cooking than it is to, to cook. So pretty obvious when you're in that, in that phase. The next phase is becoming a recipe cook. And when you're in this phase, like you have to look at a recipe before you go shopping or cooking. So deciding what to cook takes a lot of time and energy. One of the limitations of this is that apart from that, it takes a lot of time to like trial through all the recipes on the internet or like go through your cookbooks. Um, you tend to like decide what you're cooking like before you go shopping. And then so you can't make the most of like nice produce. If you go to the farmer's market and you see something amazing, you can't just go, oh yeah, that'd be great. It takes a lot of energy and effort and often you'll think, oh yeah, I'm going to cook this. And But when you get into the reality of doing it after dinner, it's too elaborate and you either end up eating really late or you just go, oh, you know, I don't have energy and resort to getting takeout or whatever and those ingredients go bad in the fridge. So the thing with being a recipe cook is like that sometimes it's fun and sometimes you nail it and it feels good, but then oftentimes it's a chore, particularly that like cooking dinner every day type of cooking. It feels like, Ugh, I don't have time or energy for this. So you're kind of in that, sometimes it's good, but sometimes it's a lot of the time it, it's not. The third phase is what I call the intuitive, joyful cook phase. And so when you're in this phase, you feel excited about cooking and you're looking forward to it. Even after a long day at the office, you're like, oh yeah, because the thing that's really different when you're an intuitive cook is that 
you feel like it's a time to relax and unwind from the day. So you're actually looking forward to getting home from work and getting into the kitchen. And you love thinking about what's for dinner. And the thing that really supports you is that you have a good repertoire of like simple meals, like what I call muscle memory meals. So meals that you can cook without needing to look at a recipe first. So you can just like walk into the kitchen, see what ingredients you've got, and you can come up with something. Like you can use that for inspiration to decide what you're going to make rather than having to go and search on Google or whatever. Of course, like in your fear in this place, you can read cookbooks and most people often do you know, still read cookbooks and use recipes, but it's not like you're tied to the recipe. Like you see, you read a recipe and you go, oh yeah, okay, those ingredients, like those flavors will work together or it gives you an idea, but it's not something that you're tied to or you don't have to like be repeatedly checking the recipe because you've kind of got the idea in your head. Yeah. And you could just have this confidence that like you can, no matter what, you can just walk, you know that you're going to be able to pull something together, like delicious, and it's not going to take you a lot of effort. And the other thing when you're in this joyful, intuitive cooking phase is the thoughts that you're having around cooking are like, you know, it's, I want to take care of myself and I'm worth it. And this is fun. And you don't get frustrated if something goes wrong because you know that you have that confidence that you can fix it or you can learn from the mistake. It's not this like big crushing, soul crushing, soul destroying thing. Sometimes some people can be in between the two, two phases, but yeah, just have a think now about like what phase you're in. And now we're going to shift gears and talk a little bit about skills and why skills are so important. And cooking is totally, uh, you know, it's a skill-based thing. And so not having the skills is really the only thing that's stopping you from being that intuitive, joyful cook. And of course, like when you don't have skills, like it feels hard. Like if you, anything, like as humans, if we don't know how to do something, it feels really hard and we don't, and of course then we don't want to do it because we know we're not good at it. And it's like that kind of cycle of like, if we don't have skills, we're stuck in that groove. Then the way to get out of that groove is to up-level your skills, is to invest in a little bit of time and energy in learning the new skills. Skills are so important for two reasons. First of all, because they make it feel approachable and doable so that you're more likely to to want to do it. But the other really cool thing with skills is that when you change your skills, it actually is evidence for your subconscious of your, like, that you're changing your identity, like that you're changing your self-concept, like how you see yourself. So when you're changing your skills, you start to see yourself in a different way. So rather than seeing yourself as a non-cook or someone who is only like has to have a recipe, you start to see yourself as this intuitive, joyful cook, which means that, and then we act in consistency with how we see ourselves, like with our self-concept. And so if we start to see ourselves as an intuitive cook and who, who loves it, then we'll we will actually take those actions and we will manifest that in um in that's will become our real, reality. So it's a really like changing your skills is really powerful for those two reasons. So what are these two unskippable skills that you need? And the thing is that like cooking can seem really overwhelming and like there's so much to it. You know, there's equipment, there's there's, there can be fire, <laughs> um, there's heat, you can get burnt. Um, but there really are like only like two skills that you need in order to be that intuitive cook. And simplicity is totally my superpower. So when I teach people to cook, it's like I've really narrowed it down to there's only really two things that you need. There are some nice to have skills, but there's like in terms of building this core foundation and changing that self-concept and seeing yourself as that intuitive cook, these are the two skills you need. 
First is seasoning, and the second is what I call muscle memory meals. So seasoning is a huge deal, and it's really the secret to making food taste amazing every time. So like ask any chef, and they'll tell you that the number one skill you need to be great at cooking is seasoning. And you might think that, yeah, I don't know how to season or whatever. Like if, and when you get to the season to taste part of a recipe, you like just go, well, this is what I used to do. I'd just be like, put it, okay, I guess that means put in some salt and I just put in a pinch of salt and um, not know. But the thing is that, um, you know, even if you've never cooked a day in your life, you've been eating every day for decades and for some of us, decades and decades. And so you know what tastes good to you. You're actually the expert on your taste buds. And so it's possible for you to tap into that knowledge from the start and actually learn to listen to your taste buds and learn to be able to taste something and then know what it needs to make it taste better. The way I teach people to do that is with actually tasting exercises, which is, you know, as a food scientist, like that's how I, how I learned, like we do, do experiments. So when um, in Joyful Cooking in my group program, I actually get you to do tasting exercises so that you can learn firsthand, like what a difference it makes when you season with salt, what you, when you use acid, when you use sweet, sweetness and the other flavor um, seasoning components that you can use, two main ones of salt and acid. But yeah, like by actually doing those experiments and actually having that firsthand experience, that's how you learn. Like humans, we learn best by doing. And so I'll guide you through how to do that. And the other secret weapon I have for seasoning are what I call flavor bombs. And when you learn about flavor bombs, like you'll just be surprised how like quickly and easily you can just one or two ingredients can like really transform a dish from like not so great to amazing. And the other cool thing is that when you know how to season, so often like if something doesn't taste great, it's usually just the seasoning that's not right. And by tweaking the seasoning, that's how you go from something being not good to being amazing. And so by learning the skill of seasoning, it gives you that confidence that you can fix problems as they arise. So seasoning is like so important and it is possible, like I've taught hundreds of people to do this, it is possible for you to learn, like even if you've never cooked a day in your life. That's skill number one. Skill number two are what I call muscle memory meals. And what they are, they're just like meals that are simple and flexible that you know by heart. So it's something that rather than going to a recipe, you can just go, okay, I want to make a curry. And you know, like what you know in your muscles, (laughs) in your mind, okay, these are the things I, these are the different components I need to make a curry. And you also, rather than it being like, that you need these specific ingredients. It's like the general things. So, you know, okay, I'm going to need some protein and I'm going to need some sort of spice and I'm going to need some sort of liquid to make it saucy. And so you can, you, you're able to look and go, okay, well, I've got coconut milk or I've got canned tomatoes. Like, so you can, you can switch in depending on what you've got or what you feel like. So you're not like just walking into the kitchen with zero idea. You're walking into the kitchen and you have some frameworks in your head that give you a starting place. And which is particularly important, like when you're new to cooking and it's like a skill that you're just building. So, um, yeah. So what I do in Joyful Cooking is actually teach people, yeah, these muscle memory meals. And there's actually eight that we learn. And this is really makes a difference between being someone who walks into the kitchen and has no idea to being someone who can go, oh yeah, I've got this and this and I can pull something together fresh and satisfying in like, you know, minimal amount of time. And we also like the other thing with muscle memory meals is like, rather than just learning it from heart, I actually teach you like the science behind 
exactly how and why each meal works. So then you're able to like course correct when problems arrive. So you're getting it like you're not, you're getting like a really deep understanding of like different types of dishes. And the things that we learn are like, I mentioned curry, like there's oven suppers, pizza, we do slow cooking, abundance bowls. Um, it's really, yeah. So all my favorite meals, <laughs> that's it. So the two unskippable skills are seasoning and muscle memory meals. And really when you have both of those skills, that's all you need to feel, have that feeling of confidence in the kitchen. And when you feel that confidence, of course, like it feels fun and you want to do it. And then it becomes like the more you want to do it, the easier it feels. And so like then at the end of the a long day, rather than thinking of cooking as like this chore and something that you have to do, you're like actually thinking of it as like relaxing time, me time. And you're like looking forward to getting into the kitchen and, and creating something nourishing for yourself and you, or whoever else you're cooking for. Yes, that seems like a lot. And so how can we like really break this down so that you can start building your skills today? And I think the best thing to do is to invest in like some salt, a salt shaker for or salt cellar for the dining table. So have your salt on the table. And then whenever you're eating anything, taste your food first. So even if you've like, you've got takeout or you've, um, someone else has cooked or you've just microwaved something, when you're sitting down to eat it, taste it first and then add a little bit of salt and taste it again. And that's just going to give you that experience of, oh, okay, this is how salt changes whatever it is that you're cooking. Just starting there is enough to start like reprogramming your brain and giving you like giving you that experience. Um, it's really, really fun. And so it's something like we always have salt on the table. It's something that I still do to this day. And yeah, it's really, I would love to hear how you get on with that. Okay, so that's it for today. So if you want to learn like these two unskippable skills that you need to be a confident, intuitive cook, then I'd love you to join me in Joyful Cooking. So it's my group coaching program where I help you learn to cook without recipes. So you're using instead of, you're not a slave to the recipes. Um, so you actually look forward to making healthy dinners. Um, and so this year I'm only running one group for 2023. So for more details about the next enrollment, um, check out the link in my show notes and I would love to see you there. Okay. Have a beautiful week. Have fun with the seasoning of salt at the table and I'll catch you next week. Bye. Before you go, this is the best part. So if you enjoyed Joyful Eating, subscribe to the podcast on your favorite platform. And I'd love to send you a copy of my free recipe app, Stone Soup 6 Ingredients 20 Minutes. It's full of hundreds of easy whole food recipes, so delicious they'll satisfy even the biggest food snob. It's the perfect little resource to have right on your phone for those inevitable times when you're in the supermarket thinking, wow, what am I doing for dinner? It's available for both iOS and Android, and I add new recipes every week. So it's a really great resource to get for free. See the link in the show notes, or if you just Google Stone Soup and click on the free recipe app page, that'll give you the details of how to grab your free copy. 